Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with entrepreneur and founder of Convert, Kevin Patel. He is a leader with over 18 years of experience in the technology industry. He is the co-founder and CEO of Convert, the landing page platform used by SAAS companies. His 18 plus years of experience has helped companies grow with effective landing pages and marketing funnels. Outside of work, he's a proud father, husband, and ASU alum. He's got some great stories. Enjoy this interview. Well, hey, man, where are you located? Arizona. Okay, right on. Right on. Well, I'm here in Kansas City. Yeah, how about you? Nice. Yeah, Kansas. Yeah. You're a big Chiefs fan? We won the Super Bowl out there, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you, have you been watching uh, Mahomes' uh, quarterback uh, Netflix show? Man, as if I needed to like that guy anymore. Yeah. I mean, just the way he is with people on the field, like even when he gets pounced hard, he just has a bedside manner that's refreshing. Yeah, and he's just a young guy. He's just a good role model in that yeah. sense. Yeah, we've, we've embraced him quite a bit. You know, we went through a long, long time of pain here in Kansas City until he came around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it started with the coach. I felt like Andy Reid just did a good job, and he's letting him kind of just run the show and putting trust into it, you know, kind of like a, how they did with Brady. Yeah. Well, you know, the one thing that's unique about that first Super Bowl win in 2019 is there was always a joke. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, the world's going to come to an end. And after that parade, the world came <laughs> to an end. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder how that got started. Oh, man. It's because of the misery. My dad used to sit there in his chair and he was like, Kansas City griefs are on. If you decide that you want to have a relationship with the Chiefs, you're going to have a relationship with misery because all of our picks would be bad. Like when I saw Aaron Rodgers go down the other day, that was Kansas City for like 20 years, dude. Like draft pick after draft pick would just, they were flops. I mean, yeah. Like the Browns even have a oh, dude, don't even bring those guys they're, up. Those, those their uh, own fans would show up with trash bags on their <sighs> face. Like that's that's a whole new level. That man, if the fans are getting to that level, you need to shake up the whole organization. Oh, dude. I mean, just the <laughs> fact that they got Deshaun Watson. It's like if you're on oh. a rehab. Uh -uh, no way. No way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I question the GM, and that, that was the same thing with Cardinals. Our GM sucked, and he was just recruiting people from the boneyard, I mean, and giving them outrageous contracts. Yeah, so, you know, they officially parted ways with them. Let's see. This is our re rebuild season. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I Believe me, I get it. Well, hey, man, it's great to meet you. I want to kick the conversation off with COVID. Yeah. We all went through quite a thing for the last three years. How did you get through it, and how has it changed you? So personally, right, my wife's a nurse, um, so I was kind of knee deep into like hearing about it uh, just in the hospital, like how, how, many, how many people are being affected by it. Uh, business wise, like if I look at my P&L, like our business was booming. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. A lot of it had to do with like the stimulation going into the economy. VCs were just backing crazy terms. Um Working with vendors and technology companies was like uh, secondary when it came to pricing and things. People were just writing checks. And so, you know, just got to see like a spectrum of the whole you know, pyramid of from the personal like health side to just like how it was also boosting the economy. Um, so 
personally, I, I did get it, uh, but it was very later on in, in the whole COVID season. Um, but, uh, you know, it was just like a one-week thing. I was out, but business-wise, I mean, I was just hustling. Things were growing. So let's get to the essence of what you do for a living. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third grade students. It's career day. And one of the kids looks up and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? I tell them I've developed a software that helps people take their business online. And that's by, you know, creating a website and, and allowing people to, you know, learn more about that business and generate interest. So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? <laughs> uh, I don't even know. Like at that point, I was probably going all the way from being uh, a cop to maybe to an engineer, to a doctor, to a business owner. But in the end, it was always about uh, running my own show, right? Like being an entrepreneur, uh, working on something I enjoy, not getting too caught up in the corporate lifestyle um just always doing what i enjoyed and that's, i follow that philosophy just in everything that i've done so let's go back to your roots tell me where you were born and raised and how these seeds of being an entrepreneur and technology how did that become who you are today yeah i was born in fremont california obviously that's right by uh you know silicon valley so i feel like i was born with the blood dna from the <laughs> beginning uh moved to arizona when i was really young though so consider myself a native to AZ um, background. My parents are from India, you know, migrated over. So traditionally we got to see from a very age, you know, parents hustling, you know, they had their own shops. Um, they were growing at multiple shops, uh, whether it was like Dairy Queen uh, franchises or just liquor stores, you know, own the real estate, everything. So we, we learned from a young age that, you know, you, you just got to be on your own two feet and uh, do what you enjoy and not have to be, uh, you know, beyond someone's mercy, I guess, just working at eight to five. So that was instilled. But, like, it's funny because, like, going, growing up, your parents don't want you to live that lifestyle because it's a lot of pain, you know, growing your own business, starting it. And they always try to force you to, like, get a job. Like, that's something where you have your weekends off. Yeah, paid vacation. Uh, but, you know, that's that's how I was growing up. But I took the other other route and just went the entrepreneur route. So who's been a hero for you in your life? I would have to say it, it's definitely started with my dad. Like, you know, I, I saw him just like, he, he was just always working and he's always there to provide. Like now that he has grandchildren, he, you know, he always makes comments like, He's still working, even though he's retired. He owns a couple of businesses, and he's like, you know, this is a. Uh, I'm just doing this for the grandkids, so they don't have to end up working. <laughs> so it definitely started there. So, as an entrepreneur, if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now who's inspirational for you and spend some time with them, who would it be? And I, I actually just thought about that question a couple of days ago, and there's a lot of people up there. I think. First would be Elon for sure, and then second would really want to see uh, Keanu Reeves. Who, what would you <laughs> ask him? What would you ask Keanu Reeves? He seems like a cool cat. Uh, I don't have like a specific question, but kind of want to just see how he lives his day to day. You know, like you, 
you hear a lot about things that he does that's not really brought into the media, like whether that's philanthropy or just living kind of like a nomad, simple life. But then when it comes to their entertainment side, like he just kills it in every single movie that he's part of. But uh, kind of just like understand like, you know, um, what made him be like the way he is, like what, what, maybe he has specific traits uh, that he follows every morning, like some type of res- uh resume um i know a lot of people do that so just kind of interest just learning more about his day-to-day like how he goes about operating his day they had that meme for a while where he was sadly sitting down on a curb eating a sandwich or something that'd be fun to just have like a homemade sandwich (laughs) with him you know and just break bread break bread with yeah so obviously he's a guy that can turn it on pretty quick and he gets things done. He's highly motivated. What's that for you? What gets you out of bed? What gets you moving? What gets you wanting to accomplish what you want to get done? I mean, it, it really has to do with just seeing like uh, the company grow, right? Like if, when you're the founder, like, you know, you have a lot of responsibilities. Like one thing I always think about is like meeting payroll for everyone. Everyone has their own family. Uh, they have dependencies, so I, I want to make sure they're always there to provide. And it's just like winning. There's something behind that sportsmanship of just winning, right? Like when you win that contract, when you've been negotiating for three years, they come back, and it's like the biggest contract. You know, you end up getting that adrenaline rush. And naturally, I've, I'm just a sales guy, and uh, and I've always been selling. And it's just like in that you know bloodline of just like wanting to always win. And, uh, and just getting the whole team going, like rallying behind you. Uh, and, and that's what just drives me, you know, getting up, checking what's going on for the day, responding to people and blocking people and see what next uh, comes out after that. So of all of the clients you've had and all of the successes you've had as an entrepreneur, what's your favorite success story? <clears throat> I would have to say it has to be the very first deal we did. So... Convert, we've developed, you know, a landing page tool that you can white label and embed within any SaaS application. The reason we went SaaS is because you had a lot of consumer products already, right? Like lead pages, click funnels. And we learned early on that just required a lot of support. So we just made a crazy bet like, okay, there's a lot of SaaS, like CRM marketing automation companies that don't provide this feature as a native feature. They always send them off to third-party tools. And what's crazy that we saw was one of the third-party companies bought another email marketing tool and became all of these guys' competitor overnight while they were still sending traffic. So we used that as a sales pitch and went to people. And Sharpspring was the first company. I mean, like they, they, the whole deal was worth about 300, 400K. And that was huge, like five, six years ago for like a team of three. Uh, that allowed us, I mean, he made us move to Kingsville, work with this team. But you can kind of say that was like um, convert, like incubating its product idea with the paying customer out of their own office. And like that that was success coming out of that because we shot that story to two, three other companies and it worked. So of all the things that you've done in your life so far, what are you the proudest of? I mean, two girls. <laughs> right on. 
Not this age. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. As someone that's clearly adventurous and, and has been around, if you could see any event in human history with your own eyes, what would you love to have seen firsthand? Lincoln Park in a concert. <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. You're speaking my language with the music. I mean, I I was just listening to them on Spotify, and uh, you know, sometimes you go back and think, man, I should have spent more time just like going out and enjoying some of those, you know, outside of work type of things. And that's just one concert that would have been just awesome to go to. What what was the what what was the first concert that you saw that really blew your mind? That's the thing. I haven't been like a big concert guy. I, I mean, I've probably been to two or three. Um, one of them was Tiesto, and then the second one was a rap concert for Future. I would say like, yeah, I would say probably the first concert, just seeing like the ambush of people, right, running to the stage and seeing all sorts of activities go around yeah. you, people smoking, drinking. Um so it was, it was definitely like uh, that first concert, uh, which was the future. I got to tell you, in that same vein, going to the uh, uh, an NFL parade for the Chiefs, that was a trip, man. I mean, the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like all these people in this politically divided world come together yeah. for this one thing and nothing matters but the fact that they did it. And you never really get to see Mahomes drinking and they're out there guzzling mm -hmm. and throwing that trophy around. And, you know, it's oh. it, with with that many human beings, because there was almost like a million people. It just is like, wow, it's crazy. Did you see the one uh, with the Denver uh, Nuggets with the head coach? No. Was he pretty? <laughs> just just spend a couple minutes and just watch how the coach was. Like, that's a whole different personality that a lot of people don't know about him. Like he's a real hood guy and that's how he gets like the whole like team. Like, I mean, he, he's just an interesting character and that's when you really got to see him in, in that mode. But uh, just watch it. You'll have a good time. Yeah. Well, my son's a big Jokic fan and okay. I, I got a shirt for him. I went to Denver this summer and he was really excited about it. But I remember when they interviewed him after the game, he, all he wanted to do was get back to Serbia. Oh, and then when yeah. they told him that he had a parade, he's like, what? He like, it was like the first <laughs> yeah. time. So it's it. People are related to do that. And he's like, dude, come on, man. I just want to go home. I already did yeah, this. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I already got the VP. I got you guys the championship. Let me just go home. <laughs> Let me get out. So yeah. everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Probably just like a humble guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, growing up, like even in the like, um, just like beliefs and everything, it's probably just like not getting too caught up or serious into different type of events. Um, and so, like, you just got to be humble, I guess, throughout this whole journey, especially as an entrepreneur. Uh, can't can't react with emotions personally or business. So I would say that. So if anyone out there wants to learn more about you, your company, anything about your world, where do they go? LinkedIn uh, or Twitter. Very active on both platforms. Um, and, you know, we really try to start a community with, uh, you know, product managers, engineers, and uh, 
you know, you'll see that you know, we share a lot of uh, best practices from what we've been learning uh, by working with some of them. So outside Twitter and uh, LinkedIn are the best two spots. Right on, man. Hey, thank you for your story. Thank you for your time. Send my love to Arizona. Hopefully the Chiefs will get back down there at some point and keep keep doing the good things, you know? Certainly. Thanks, Joe. It's a good cool. time. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Hey.